You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, we're going to rock it up to the general Boston area uh, because the Patriots got a, not only a win today, an impressive win today to make it four in a row, are they a legit contender in the AFC? Here to fill in some blanks for us, Zach Cox covers them day in and day out for Nesson up there in New England. Zach, Jody Mack here. Thanks for hopping on with us tonight. Yeah, of course, Jody. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Thank you. Um, let me take you back a couple of weeks ago. The Patriots had just lost a hard-fought, tough game to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And they got a guy on Tampa that I think the Boston fans recognize pretty well named Brady. And it was an emotional game. It was a game that could have gone either way, but it was a game that Brady won to knock the Patriots back to one and three. And the season, I would say, was, although still very early, certainly shaky. What changed? Yeah, it was certainly shaky after that game. It was shaky after they barely beat the Houston Texans the following week. They had to come back from 13 points in the second half in that game. Then they lost in overtime to the Dallas Cowboys. They're sitting at 2-4 and four at, that, at that point. You think that, again, maybe the season isn't over, especially with this extended season, but it's kind of on life support at that point. And then ever since then, the Patriots have really been lights out. They've been playing fantastic defense. They've been really running the ball very effectively, uh, including today, even though they didn't have their top running back, Damian Harris. Uh, Mac Jones, uh, I thought, had shown some shakiness in, in the last couple of weeks. He really came back strong today. This was the best performance of his pro career to date. Uh, the Patriots are always playing well on special teams. It, it just seems like all the pieces that the Patriots had compiled to make this team because obviously they they had all the activity in free agency uh, in the draft over the offseason they're all sort of calm, they're sort of starting to come together in the way that the patriots wanted to uh, it took a little while but the patriots i think absolutely have to be viewed as as a real contender in the afc right now yeah with the way they've uh, not only beaten teams but beaten up the teams these last couple of weeks i would agree with you and a key guy, you mentioned the fact that they were not just going to sit on their laurels this offseason, spent a lot of money in free agency, and they wanted to get right back to competing after losing that playoff taste for the first time in a long time last year. Hunter Henry has come up big. Some people sent in a scant eye out when they signed not one but two big tight ends during the offseason, but that's been a Belichick mold throughout his coaching career, uh, and Hunter Henry has answered the charge. He has become, for me, uh, Mac Jones' favorite target. Would you agree? Certainly in the red zone, uh, at least. Uh, I think you can you can put Jacoby Myers in that conversation for – for overall, because he, he does lead the Patriots and catches, has been really good on third down. But, yeah, in the red zone, Hunter Henry has really been kind of an answer to the Patriots' prayers in that area because last season, if you go back and look at what they had, they really didn't have anybody that could be a legitimate red zone threat 
Uh, they only had six red zone touchdown catches or touchdown passes all of last season. They're already up to 10 through or 11 rather through 10 games this year. Hunter Henry has seven of them, uh, all of them coming in the last seven games. And yeah, he, he's really developed a strong connection with Mac Jones down there inside the 20 yard line. It, it's interesting because if you look at his overall stats, his, his catches per game, his receiving yards per game, they're actually down a tick from where they were uh, during his time with the Chargers. But in that red zone, he's just been borderline unstoppable. And I think that's really been a key to this Patriots offense, uh, unlocking a lot of stuff that they weren't able to do last year and even weren't able to do in the first couple of weeks this season because it did take Hunter Henry a couple of weeks to get integrated into the system after he, he had a shoulder injury in the preseason, missed a lot of time. But really since around that Buccaneers game that you mentioned, week four, uh, he's been fantastic for this Patriots offense. Yeah, those uh, touchdown catches kind of skewed the numbers a little bit. They are of more importance, and he has been absolutely great at it. Um, you mentioned Jacoby Myers. I think I caught it on the uh, Red Zone channel today. I didn't have the game on at the time. I think it was on the Red Zone that they noted it. He caught his first touchdown pass. You mentioned he's their leading receiver as far as number of grabs go, but he hadn't found the end zone yet till today, and he did today. And basically the entire team came over and celebrated with him. Certainly the other 10 guys on the offense did, but a bunch of guys came off the bench to celebrate him with him as well. And uh, Scott Hansen suggested that, you know, this guy's a popular guy. When that many guys join in on a celebration after a touchdown, is he one of the more popular guys on the Pats? He definitely is. He's really well-respected just for his, his work ethic. This is a guy who came in as an undrafted rookie uh, in 2019, so this is his third season now, uh, has really kind of grinded it out over these last couple of years, really had some struggles working with Tom Brady his rookie year, uh, trying to kind of earn Brady's trust uh, as a young receiver, which is not very easy to do. Uh, wasn't even really a factor in the Patriots' offense at all until about midway through last season. Uh, and ever since then, he's been the Patriots' number one receiver, even after they went out and added Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne this past off season. So uh, I think it certainly uh, it points to, to how respected he is on that team uh, that so many people came down there and celebrated with him. And it, it ends what was a really strange drought and a really strange record for him. Uh, he had over 130 catches and over 1500 receiving yards without a single touchdown. Those were <laughs> by far the most in NFL history uh, in, in both of those categories. He, he had a couple of two-point conversions. He had one or two touchdowns called back, but this was the first time he finally got a, a real official touchdown, and, uh, yeah, it's safe to say he was pretty happy about it. Oh, good for him. And the Patriots uh, certainly ran it up on offense today with Jones having as good as, as he did, as did Ramondre Stevenson. I thought there was a good chance he wasn't going to play. I know they, and I should have picked up on this clue, that they had counted – Harris out early on, maybe even as early as yesterday, that he was definitely going to be out. Both guys were in concussion protocol. They didn't for Stevens. It may have made you believe to lean toward him going to play. Well, not only did he play, he plays, gets 100 yards. He had 136 yards in the first eight games of the season, gets 100 straight up today and two touchdowns. I know how good he looked in the preseason, but he had become an afterthought uh, leading into today's game. I guess Belichick showed he's got no problems uh, turning to a different guy to become his number one back, and I call anybody who carries it 20 times a workhorse. Yeah, absolutely. And, and as you mentioned, uh, the fact that the Patriots did rule out Damian Harris uh, and didn't rule out, uh, excuse me, rule out Ramondre Stevenson, 
kind of pointed that Stevenson was was a little further along in his recovery there. Uh, but even still, this was a guy who didn't practice at all this week. You you don't usually see guys not get out on the practice field at all and then come out and be major contributors in the game. Uh, even when he was activated, you you thought, yeah, maybe he'll he'll kind of be on sort of a, a pitch count in there. Maybe not have a a full workload, but. He was clearly the Patriots' number one back today, and, and he ran the ball extremely well. This is, this is actually a guy who's been playing very well over the last three or four weeks. Uh, it's been kind of an interesting season with him. You mentioned he was really good in the preseason, but it, it kind of, I think, just took him a little while to adjust to the, the NFL game. Uh, I think there were some issues with kind of, I don't know if, we, if it was practice habits or, or conditioning or just kind of, it, it was a bit, of, a bit more of an adjustment for him than some players kind of getting into this Patriots program. Uh, but once he found his footing, he, he was out for, out for a couple of games as a healthy scratch. But in the last couple of games he's played, he's really shown a lot of potential in this Patriots offense, both as a rusher and as a pass catcher, which is something that Damian Harris, as effective as he's been this season, doesn't really add too much in that receiving uh, element. So it's going to be interesting to see moving forward whether uh, Stevenson can kind of eat into some of uh, some of Harris's workload because he's definitely proven that he can be a factor when he's on the field. And the Patriots have always, for at least the Belichick era, uh, been able to lean on tight ends and running backs catching the ball out of the backfield more so maybe than even wide receivers. Uh, so if Stevens can do it. That will keep his number of plays and uh, attempts and snaps up for the uh, Patriots going forward. All right, uh, we're talking to Zach Cox, Patriots beat guy from Nesson up there in New England here with us on CBS Sports Radio. Let's flip it over to the defense. They did spend some good money this offseason on their defense, certainly a tight end, but also made some additions to the defense as well. Uh, Matthew Judon didn't even do all that much. He was in on a sack today, got a half a sack, but that was his only tackle of the game. It seems to be a team effort that there isn't one guy or even two guys you can point to and go, oh, they're making a big difference. They're the guys who are leading the defense. It seems like an entire defensive unit getting the job done. Is that a fair assessment of the Patriot D? Yeah, I would say so. I think if you're if you're pointing to one MVP of, of this unit, it's got to be Judon just because he has been so productive over the course of the season. He, he's already matched his career high in sacks with – I believe six games still to go. So it just kind of shows how productive and disruptive he's been able to be overall, but it really has been a a full group effort. I think they've gotten a lot of good play from Christian Barmore, who was their second round draft pick uh, this past spring. Uh, Dante Hightower has played very well over the last five, six weeks uh, at linebacker. He opted out of last season. uh, So he's back this year. They've gotten a lot of plays from Kyle Van Noy lately. Uh, the secondary is continuing to play well, even without Stephon Gilmore. Uh, they also lost John Jones, their top slot cornerback. But they're, they, I believe they lead the NFL in interceptions uh, during this entire four-game win streak. They've really been swarming and, and able to just kind of disrupt whatever quarterbacks they're playing against. Um, Justin Herbert had a terrible game against them a couple weeks ago. They picked off Sam Darnold three times last week. They had an interception of Baker Mayfield in today's game uh, and then ended up knocking Mayfield out of the game with an injury in the second half. So uh, this is really an old school type Patriots defense. Uh, It it reminds me a little bit of some of the the Patriots defenses they had back in the early 2000s during some of those uh, early Super Bowl years. And uh, I'm I'm not saying this team's a Super Bowl contender uh, at the moment, but they're, they're definitely have a a similar formula and a similar blueprint uh, to some of those, 
01, 03, 04 Patriots teams. You mentioned a guy, Hightower, who did sit out there, opted out. The Patriots had more guys opt out than anyone else in the National Football League. And uh, do enough of these interviews, talk to enough people. There are some players that uh, attempted to come back this year, and the coach wasn't quite as receptive as one would think, either as a star player who now all of a sudden is splitting reps or a guy used to split reps who can't get off the bench. Um, that there were some teams that, uh, and they all deny it, of course, uh, but judge for yourself, may have had an issue with a guy who decided to skip a year in the middle of his uh, career. Has that been an issue at all with the Patriots in your estimation? Uh, I, I don't believe so, at least definitely not with Hightower. It is kind of notable that of the eight players that opted out, la- of the eight Patriot players that opted out last season, only two of them are currently on their roster right now. That's Hightower and Brandon Bolden, the running back, who, who's also had a, a pretty strong season in place of James White. Um, but uh, I don't think any of those were, were kind of force outs because there was animosity over the, uh, the opt out or anything like that. But, but with Hightower, it has been interesting because you miss a year away, especially when you're playing such a physical position like linebacker, uh, even Gerard Mayo, his position coach ha- has acknowledged multiple times. He said, yeah, I know Hightower is going to be good from a mental standpoint. He's a very smart player, but you sit out a year at middle linebacker how are you going to look when you come back and, and you're, you're taking these kind of hits every game? Uh, and I do think it took him a couple weeks to sort of get his feet back underneath him and, and get himself back into to real playing shape. Uh, but he's, he's really been a factor for the Patriots, um, definitely throughout this whole four-game winning streak that they've had. Uh, he calls himself the trash man because uh, he does a lot of kind of uh, – makes a lot of plays that you maybe might not notice uh, at first watch. you got to kind of – look at it a little bit closer with the way he, he takes on some blockers and just you, you'll see him knock over offensive linemen uh, every once in a while and, and be in, in on some of these run stops. So it, it's not – his play isn't flashy. He doesn't have a ton of uh, – his stats aren't particularly impressive so far, but he's been a really important part uh, of this defense so far this season for sure. Let me ask you about a guy who I've actually been pretty surprised by. I thought it was an under-the-radar signing, under-the-radar type signing for the Patriots this offseason, Nelson Aguilar. I watched him play for years in Philadelphia. He's like the little girl with the curl. When he was great, he was great. When he was bad, he was awful. But he had a really solid, consistent year for the Raiders last year. I thought the Patriots kind of stole him on the open market this year. He is a guy who really hasn't contributed much up there in New England. What's gone wrong for Aguilar? Yeah, when you're looking at the players who, from that that big-time free agent class that the Patriots had, uh, the players who haven't really, uh, you would call disappointments so far, it's really been Aguilar um, and and Jonu Smith, the tight end. Both of them have been uh, below expectations, I would say. Uh, I I know Aguilar was uh, probably the most controversial of those Patriots signings just because they gave him a good amount of money. They signed him before a lot of the other maybe bigger name wide receivers went off the market. I think they might've misread the market for him a little bit and, and maybe ended up paying him a little bit more than they otherwise could have. Uh, I don't think he's been bad this season, uh, but he's been pretty far down on the Patriots kind of pass catcher pecking order. Uh, he's certainly behind both Myers and Hunter Henry and, and even Kendrick Bourne, their other free agent receiver right. has been much more involved and much more productive. Um, it's yeah, Aguilar certainly isn't uh, on pace to hit the the stats that he was uh, was able to put up last year with the Raiders when he was one of the the NFL's best deep threats. 
Um, he, he'll probably end up close to that level in, um, in receptions, but the, the big-time plays just haven't really been there for him so far this year. We'll, we'll see if that kind of – if he continues to uh, – uh, it can maybe latch on a little bit more in the second half here as he continues to sort of integrate himself into this offense and, and build the chemistry with Mac Jones. But, uh, yeah, if you're, if you're talking disappointments so far from this Patriots team, uh, I think you definitely have to list uh, Nelson Aguilar on that list. Do want to give some props to the Patriot coach from a historical perspective. I saw these numbers after the game today. Belichick's 250th win with the Patriots. It ties him for, with Tom Landry for third all-time wins with one team uh, behind Hallis and Shula, which now Belichick is just seven wins behind Shula's wins. And his 317th overall career win, which is also third all-time behind Shula at 347 and Hallis at 324. So he's only seven behind Hallis. He's seven behind a couple of guys here. You get to the number two slot on both of those lists. Anyone run them by the coach afterwards? Because I know Bill Belichick does so well when you attempt to praise him. <laughs> I actually don't think anybody asked him about that in his oh, uh, man. conference. Um, yeah, maybe he'll get some questions about that tomorrow morning. But uh, I'm sure it'll be a topic of conversation uh, once he gets closer to uh, to Landry and Hallis there, and then certainly if he gets in the vicinity of uh, of Don Shula, which I, I know he would have to probably coach a, another couple of years to to challenge that record. But um, yeah, I'm sure that would definitely be a much larger topic of conversation if he gets closing uh, gets closing in on those guys. I'm gonna go way out on a limb here and say he goes down the road of. Uh, we're on to Atlanta. It's a Thursday night game. We're, gonna, we're moving right along. On to Atlanta. Atlanta's next. You're, you're probably correct with that. That's probably the way he's going to go. Zach, great stuff. Appreciate you hopping on board with us tonight. Good insight. We will punch you up again down the road. Thanks for joining us tonight. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.